what you said struck me as as far as like as far as like yo you do what you got to do for a dollar i'm gonna tell you the last time that i got a a i'm gonna call it a spanking it was much worse but i'm gonna i'm gonna the, the very last time i got one from my mom <laughs> I was in the eighth grade at the time. I used to catch that school bus, pocket the dollar thirty-five cents every day, and I did it for weeks. I would go to school, I'd go to the vending machine, somebody was selling candy. I was like, let me let me get let me get two candy bars, let me get a snicker and a twix. Like I was I was living my best life. One day I decide that, oh, I want a snack in the morning. Growing up in East St. Louis, it was pretty clear that Mike had faced a lot of adversity. And when talking with him, he kind of had the sense of guilt. Like he wasn't really sure why or how he had made it to where he is. Why he was the one, why he was one of the few people that that had made it out of East St. Louis, out of his group of friends and, and gone on to college and... Uh, gone down the path that he had and when chatting with him it's a little bit more clear why maybe it was his ability to make decisions maybe it was his ability to surround himself with the right people call it luck call it timing call it serendipity call it what you want the reality is Mike had more grit than the average person. Mike had stick Mike had perseverance. He had all the qualities of not wanting to give up. And he really just wanted to, to do something for himself. He could navigate the waters. He could make it on his own watch. So, here's where Mike and I left off. We can pick it up wherever you want to pick it up so if you I'm, I'm not sure I mean if anything that you thought was I don't know so let's yeah. so we this this is kind of let's do a little run through alright we, we we learned a little bit about your dad right like not tons don't really know what it was what happened um, that, that kept him in SoCal uh, don't really know what he was doing for his job we just know that you you and he were apart from each other, like separated from each other in the sense where uh, you kind of wanted to get in touch with him, but you, you didn't really have that opportunity to when you were younger and you kind of reconnected as an adult. Um, learned about like some of the childhood stuff where you moved back and um, were living with your grandparents, which was this interesting dynamic where you and your bro were treated differently than your cousins and then you were in mr mr bobby the neighbor his daughter was your (laughs) teacher in grade uh whatever it was grade four ish grade in grade grade five the first time (laughs) yeah oh yeah because you skipped a year grade five and you got shot at you and the crew when you guys were playing hoops and then mr bobby and who knows who came up in some car and parked under the basket yeah you guys got shot at you got pulled back from grade 
five to grade four or grade six to grade four or something. Yeah, that, that whole time was uh that whole time was interesting. Um, just the dynamics of just the dynamics of like you know not being treated the same, but then you're in a situation where you have to run for your life. <laughs> to some degree and then everybody's like kumbaya but then not too long it goes uh, back to normal I'm Ben Grenell and this is Character Episode 30 Give Me Shelter So it, I, it that I always found that so interesting because even outside of like the the way that uh, outside of the way that they treated us, which kind of was a uh, like it kind of was inherited from the way that they treated my mom or whatever. Um, me in particular, uh, me in particular, I got treated different uh, mainly because of like uh, it was more of a culture thing. Um, because I didn't grow up in that area. And so, um, all my mannerisms, my speech, my speech, the way I talk and the way I communicate was all, uh, to some degree, uh, Southern, Southern California. And so, and so it was, so I spoke in a way that they weren't familiar with. So I was, I, <laughs> they always talked about the way that I talked. And so, um, like they thought you had an accent or something. It weird? wasn't really an accent. I, I, I was, it was like, I would get treated some type of way of my uncle, like by my uncles, because I didn't sound like, I didn't sound like you know, my cousins or anything like that. Like I, I talked a certain way or I talked soft or, or not like one of the guys or something like that. And so that was always an interesting, uh, that was always an interesting situation. And so uh, it me being different from my family didn't necessarily help the situation. You know, I had a, I had, you know, even with some of like my cousins that I've spoke, that I spoke about the last time, I think um, there was one in particular um, that, I wouldn't say that there was a competition, but there were always, I, there were always competing uh, interest. I guess, I guess that that would be. Um, or, and so he was a he was a year younger than me, um, and I say this, I say he was because uh, he passed away. He passed away maybe two thousand and nine. How did he pass away? Uh, he was shot. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and so yeah, and so he passed away. I believe it was in two thousand. I believe it was two thousand and nine. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh, and dude, so, so he would have been young. Like he would have been. Uh, what are we? So eight years ago, twenty two. Yeah, he would have been. No, he would have been twenty nine. He was a year younger than me. I'm thirty, and so he would have been twenty nine. No, but there. at the time, I'm saying he would have yeah, been. Yeah, at like, the time, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was twenty one or twenty two or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, he was quite, he was quite young. And, and what, so, what, what happened with it? Like, well, how did that all go down? Um, I, I wasn't necessarily. Oh, I wasn't necessarily sure on the details. I mean, he from the area that I grew up in, there wasn't too many lifestyles you could find your way into, and so um, he was kind of and. I, I don't know how to describe it because I, I don't know his story, but you know the the local um, um, I don't want to say I, I don't want to speak negatively like a gang or anything like that, but he he was a part of the urban life. Just put, yeah. it, just put it like that. So so it wasn't so, like yeah, it wasn't place. Like gang. No, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, um, as I remember, it could have been, but it was still all. Revolve. It, it still all revolved around that type of culture. Yeah, like um, not not wrong place, wrong time. It was just like the crew that he ran with, like the the people that he hung out with. It just was like a byproduct of kind of yeah, I'm being, not yeah. being yeah. in that world. And it's like it it it's the probability of it happening is higher than not if right uh, yeah living that lifestyle. Yeah, and so. Um, and that's why, like, even even in our in the last time we talked, like, when I say that, you know, I was like fortunate, and so because I, I met people, I uh, I met people, not that not that I didn't want to do things, but then I wanted to do things, and I met people who who knew people or knew about certain situations that helped me move forward. But going back uh, to that time. I think we were always at odds with each other. And so it was one of those situations where um, I was an outsider because, you know, I had been away. And so I had moved back with my family, whatever. So he's more, he was more familiar um, to the family. And so when things would happen, um, you know, young boys or whatever, you know, they get into tiffs, they get into arguments or things happen. And so it was a, so it was a situation where we found ourselves in a lot of situations where it was like his word versus my word and stuff like that you know trying to explain situations if someone got into a fight or something broke or you know you know little you know how boy you know boys are we all were there once and so it was and so it's funny how i remember how whenever any of these situations happen or any of these altercations like I was never seen as right in the situation. And so like I was never, never. <laughs> I, I I I I could do no right. <laughs> like, like, and it's so funny. It's funny because, you know, uh it was he was one who went unchecked, uh, unchecked in a way. And so the problem, so one of the problems that I've always seen with, 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 with my family and I, and I've spoken to some of them about this briefly is that they allow, and I'm not talking about my mom, you know, who was there. Cause she, she doesn't play that, but like aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that, or older cousins is that they tolerate wrong. And so, and, or they don't, they don't stop it. They don't. They don't acknowledge it. And so, if you don't acknowledge it, and you tell somebody or someone that you're doing, that they're doing okay or they're always right, they enable them. And so, it's unfortunate 
that my is that so first and first and foremost that led to a bunch of problems with me and him because it's like no you're the one doing wrong and i'm getting caught up for your bs or or we're in a fight you clearly hit me first but then i get in trouble because i'm quote unquote early older or something even though he's bigger than me but i'm quote unquote or older so i get in trouble or something that i was even nowhere around at the time and i come back and apparently i did something and then i get my ass beat <laughs> because of something that i have no knowledge of so <laughs> and what's your like your poor mom like she can't really do anything because she doesn't have any clout or like you know what i mean if she's like treated poorly by her own family she can't be like yo don't treat mike like that yeah and and that's and 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 that's the thing they it's it was really a uh it my family was really clickish i guess and so i i can't even say clickish because click clickish means that there were different factions and maybe there were um when i was younger i'm not really sure i believe there are now but i'm not really sure um, but, but yeah, she, it, it, she was never really able to like advocate for us because it's like, eh, so what? <laughs> and so, but you know, it's, but I just found it interesting that, you know, throughout time is that you allow, and I've seen this in my family quite a few times is that, you know, you allow your kids to, to do whatever they want. And then eventually it leads them down a road that, they can't come back from and so um and so just they're just enabling in a way where it's it sent cousins down the wrong path um i unfortunately you know uh i i, I lost i lost a brother uh uh my one of my younger brothers he, he's not passed away but he's uh currently um he's currently incarcerated and it comes through that in enabling type deal which is funny because you know um when i say that i had that me and my siblings weren't embraced it was those that were trying to do right weren't embraced but then you we, i had a younger my second to youngest sibling uh my second to youngest male sibling um you know he started to find his way in that path uh down going down that path and then all of a sudden he gets embraced and it, you, it makes you wonder and question. And so, unfortunately, he, you know, he's uh, been in prison now for maybe two, two or three years. And, so, and what happened with that? Like, how did that go down? Um, <laughs> uh, just, yeah, it's a whole complicated situation. I think that one's just a little bit more sensitive. Yeah, yeah. To, to yeah. Me a second. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't go there if you don't want to. Yeah. No, it's mostly because things are still moves are still being made and and trying to trying to get some things overturned and things thrown out. But it was it, it was a thing where that uh, he had a charge. He had a charge. Uh, there wasn't. Uh, he claimed to be innocent. Um, uh, people that were there in the situation said he was innocent, but there were witness. There were witnesses that. Uh, were shaky at best, uh, but uh, he could have beat. If he would have went to trial, he probably could have gotten off. But um, the DA really scared him into taking a deal, so he took a deal. And so, 
uh, and he took that as a, and it was a situation where he was a minor at the time, but they charged him as an adult. And so it, it's all complicated. No, man. but, and so, yeah. And so, so, so it's drug related. You're saying, Oh no, 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 oh. no. He, he didn't, he didn't do, he didn't know. I thought you said, uh, I thought you said the DEA. Oh no, 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 DEA. <laughs> no, huh. no, no. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, I found it interesting how he got embraced, uh, during that time. And so, um, I try now, even like I'm, I'm going to go visit them soon. It's just, I kind of keep my distance. I never know how to handle like, oh, this is family, you know, during the holidays is because everybody's friend, friendly with me now that I've been, been away, but it's not like, like, I know what you did to me over the years. Right. Yeah. And so, and so like, you know, there were situations where, you know, we all, I don't, I don't know if I said this previously, but there was a situation like this is how this is how much of an outcast that we that you know I was seen as or me and my brother were seen as or me and my sisters because it usually happened in in twos at a time. I had a I had an I like I said before how I like my grandparents would like take my other cousins to school and things of that nature, you know, and we'd have to walk right. Yeah, that was when we went to different schools. You could say that's understandable or something like that. But then, like, uh, eventually, I think the school that I was at kind of closed and because of budget. And so they started condensing school, moving kids around or whatever. And so I wound up being at the same school as my cousins around the same age. Um, You know, we would walk to school. So once we all were going to the same school, you know, they come over to my grandmother's house in the morning and we walk to school or they'd stay the night and we walk to school or something like that. But then there'd be like days, um, you know, the winters were always tough, but then, you know, nobody's going to really drive on that. I drive on the ice sometimes and everything, but I always found the interest, the, the spring interesting because, you know, spring it's rainy. Uh, you know, you, you try to, you know, you never know what it's going to be like when you, when you get out of school. You know, um, school used to get out at 315 uh, in elementary. And so, uh, like, there were situations and times where I, where we would, you know, we would go, we would all go into school together. And then when we get out of school, we usually try to walk home or whatever, which is crazy because both of those were adventures because usually you would get chased by dogs, like stray dogs. So you're either running for your life on the way to school or you're running for your life on the way home from school. Oh, man. And so, yeah, it's, man, it, it helped me later when I, when I ran a little bit of track, a little bit, just a smidge. But, but it, there, was, there was one time in particular where – you know, it was a. Uh, we get out of school and it's raining and it's, and it's pouring down. It's pouring down, raining, and so like we get ready to leave school, and so me, my brother, my cousin, and his sister. You know, we get ready to walk. Their mom, they pull up to the front of the school and it's pouring down, raining, and she tells her kids to like get in the car, and then. My, I had an uncle at the time who had an ex-girlfriend who also had a son that went to that school. And she told him to get in the car. Who, who, who by the way, is that my uncle's ex-girlfriend's son is not his son. She tells 
him to get in the car, and then she tells us we have to walk. <laughs> and you're sitting and there like, scratching your head. Like, we don't even know what just happened. <laughs> like, and it's it's stuff like that. Like, you have no allegiance to this person or anything. And so you would rather deal with your brother's ex-son than your sister's children. Who, by the way, typically, if my mom ever drove or anything, would, you know, would uh, drive them as well, for example. And so it was situations like that. You know, you go, you buy your food, you go buy your food and come over for your kids or whatever. And then they all eat, they all, they, like I said, like I said, but previously they go, they come to eat up all the food. When the food is gone, they go to McDonald's and then they eat McDonald's, but they eat up all the food that was ours or like, and so mom was always a believer of like, if I, if I can't do it for everybody that's there for the time, we're not going to do it. So we actually, sometimes I look back and I wish she was you know, more like them. I, I, or when I was younger, I was like, why don't you be more like them? Why don't you just get stuff for us? But she was always one that tried to be fair about it. And so, like, if if you would go and get candy, I remember where I'm from. And this is a lot of, like, uh, urban or black neighborhoods. There used to be these things called house stores. So it would be house stores. Yeah, I got to admit, it was the first time I'd heard it. But I had similar experiences as a kid. Going to get candies, penny candies, sour soothers, Coke bottles. Those little penny ones, I think they're called belly buttons or something. Anyway, remember that house stores becomes important later on. Um, usually one or two families in the in the city or the neighborhood, in the neighborhood mostly, that would like sell uh, they they would sell like candy, they would sell, you know, uh the normal candy bars uh and then they would sell things the big the big thing back in the day which was like the late 90s or whatever it was penny candy which was you know the, the flavored tootsie rolls the fruities you know those used to be a penny back in the day and so you get you a bag of 25 for 25 cents and you know that that was the thing and so like we go and walk to these stores you know, either on the way home from school or on the way to school and things of that nature. And, you know, when my mom would do it, she'd make sure if we're all going, you know, here's some and, you know, Michael, you know, you here's some and make sure you get everybody something, you know, or but if we go with the cousins, then it's oh they get theirs and we're just looking like, OK. <laughs> so how do you know where these house stores are? Like, is just like somebody's house and then like you go knock on Robert's door and you're like, yo, Robert, I want some penny candies. <laughs> um, um, the, I mean, the city isn't that large and a lot of and for all of, for the three house stores that I knew of, they were all like much older. They were, you know, the age of my grandparents at the time and they had known my grandparents for God knows how long. And so they knew who we were just as my whole family knew who they were. And so it's more of a community type deal than it would, than it is some type, oh, you're just walking up to a stranger's door. No, it, it was nothing like that. <laughs> but, so you not like you go to their house and then they've got candy like they, on display that you can look at? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like, a, a usually like, like they took a part of their house 
they usually they take a part of their house or some type of annex of their house and they turn that into a little store. So there there be the candy, there be the chips, there be the um the little juices, the there was, I think they used to be called rainbow juices, the one where you had to use your finger to poke a hole in it yeah, so you can yeah. drink it. And then there were those. Um one of them in particular, they used to make pickles. Um, and so they used to make pickles, whether regular pickles or hot pickles. Hot pickles were always the thing. Um, we loved like spicy food. And so uh, like we do like the hot pickles. And even some of my friends like in high school, uh, some of my friends in high school, that it was their grandmother. And so like that's how I say like everybody kind of knew each other. Um, but yeah, they and they would just, I mean, in that type of community, you have these type of like pop-up uh uh ventures one would say uh and that that was to me that was just the way of life i I don't think it i don't think it was until i left that i realized that you know that doesn't happen everywhere yeah and so and 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 so yeah it, it, it was it was it was always the place to go when you needed candy they always had a fresh stock of everything or if they didn't have anything to tell you the next time they have it you know, when they planned on, you know, restocking and everything, and it's just a way of life. I'm pretty sure I could go home next week and, you know, they would still be there. I mean, they're still older, but I feel as though, like, the family still keeps it going. Dude, you got to go there. You When you go back home, you have to go to a house store, take a photo, post it on IG, and get it out there. <laughs> I'll think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and so... And so, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was a simple time. It was a simple time, but it was complicated because of like dealing with family drama or family politics when you're like eight, nine, ten years old. You know, you know, there were situations, you know, or walking into a conversation or not even walking into a conversation because you, you don't actually walk into the room. But, you know, you hear you hear your grandmother telling your mom that, you know, you know, Michael's going to be the death of you. You keep believing everything that he's going to say, everything he says, and, you know, he's going to do this and do that. And, you know, you look around, you know, 10, 15 years later, number one, I was telling the truth in the late nineties, but even now I'm taking care of my responsibilities now and making sure, you know, given my mom's health issues that I'm taking care of business. And so just to see, and I think they treat me better now because they realize that, you know, they number one, they were wrong. <laughs> but then number and number two is that I, I you know, I mean, I, I guess it still goes back to they're wrong <laughs> um, because I, I do what I can. And so I, I try to make sure that, you know, the people that I care about are, 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 are doing OK. And so it's 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 always an interesting dynamic that that when i when i go back home i think if they ever listen to this nah, they'll be mad but i don't i don't care it's my truth <laughs> and so it, it it's it's just it's just interesting yeah it's and it's so, hard when you're a kid too cuz you when you're that young you don't really understand it you don't understand where it's coming from or why it's happening and you're trying to you're just trying to navigate those waters, you know, like it's, it's a little bit different as an adult when you can look and you're just like, okay, that person's being irrational, 
right? But when you're a kid and you're just like, I don't understand why they're being mean to me, or I don't understand like why they think I'm not telling the truth or being bad, and you're just trying to figure out how to, like, I don't want, survive is not the right word. How to like adapt? How to like right. how to assimilate into a certain group? You're like, yo, this is my family, and I feel like I have to assimilate into your way of living, but I don't really buy into it just so that you stop giving me a hard time. You know, it's such a weird dynamic. Yeah. And and it makes it more, and it makes it more difficult when the dynamic is, you know, we tend to favor, we tend to favor wrong. Um, We tend to favor wrong above, you know, acknowledging what's right. And so there, you know, and it's, and it's, bad and it's bad when 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 you and I always and I always wonder and I and I always wonder like what made you feel this way about my particular lineage you know my mom me and my brothers and sisters whatever because there there could there were situations where um you know one you know one of my siblings were you know were hurt in a violent manner and 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 you take the side of someone who is not related to you as opposed to someone who is related to you who is your niece nephew who is your grandchild and so and so you put the onus you know on you put the onus or you put or 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 you blame a child or saying that they did something wrong as opposed to someone that is a that you like it's just someone that you've known maybe for a few years or something like that or they live around the corner or that's somebody that's such and such a son that stays up the street and so i don't know it's it's always it it i i don't know and so it's it's a it was an interesting it's it was an interesting time then um yeah i mean i mean you're a sponge uh, as a kid right like that's when you get imprinted with so much stuff is like in your heart deep down you're like i know this isn't right but then as a kid if you see that like the reinforcement is do bad and um and be included right like you're doing bad stuff but then you're included in the thing and in your heart you're like yo i know this isn't right but you're as a kid because you can't really you can't really figure out the dynamic. You're like, I guess I just have to be bad and have to do whatever and have to act a certain way, which you might not believe in, just so you feel accepted. And that's where kids get into that trouble because the reinf- the positive reinforcement is like, do bad, get good. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I, I. I... I like survey, I survey like, like my, my family, Ooh, excuse me, hiccup, sorry. I survey my family and I, I, and, and I, unfortunately I can see, you know, where I can see the highs. I can see who was able to, you know, not be reinforced in the negative. And I see those who were, and, you know, it's just like, it, I don't know. It's, it's it's just always tough, you know. I remember when 
I got accepted to a college and I got accepted to college and, and someone in my family and said, uh, Oh, well, that's great. You know, you got accepted to college. That don't mean you're going to graduate. Like in your immediate family or like you're extended? My, my extended. My, no, my mom, sisters and brothers would never say anything to me like that. And so they've always been, but yeah, I was, I was, had a fam I was around the family the extended family and I'm I'm excited and I'm like you know oh I'm going to college like you know especially detailing like everything that happened before doing the last minute you know scholarship things and you know not even really really knowing what college was and so now I kind of know what it is and I'm like oh man I'm about to go and do better and all this and try to do better and all this other stuff. And you're like, well, that's me. You're going to graduate. Yeah, And like, you, like that, that, that's your first response. Dude, and you didn't like, you didn't just go to college. You got a freaking scholarship to a college and you're so pumped. And instead of just getting like a pat on the back, you're getting your balls busted. Yes. Like, like I just, I just and it's that type of like, and like at the time, like if you, at its core, if you wanted to execute the strategy of positive reinforcement, that would have been the time. I mean, I was always yeah, of course, the time. Totally. I was like, but still, you would think that you would say, good job. You sh- or even if you didn't say that, does, even if you wanted to say, you should, you know, that doesn't mean you're going gradu- to go, graduate. If you cared, you would say, well, that's only the first step. You know, when you get there, you need to, you know, make sure you work hard because, you know, things aren't given to you. It's different from high school. You know, it requires a lot more effort. Like that would be completely understandable after a congratulations. But for your first words after your mouth to be, well, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to graduate. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is, if let's say that like we'll call a spade a spade going to university isn't easy for tons of reasons. Like the workload can be hard and just like the mentality of getting, um, I don't know. It's just like, a, it's different than high school. Right. And it, it's so, right. it would be so easy for even a young adult to be like, yeah, that person was right. Like, I'm not going to graduate this. Like I'm, I'm going to peace on this. Like, this is just way too hard. You know, like it, because you've all, you've almost got that. You've been primed to think that it's okay to think that, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going to graduate. I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm getting out of this. You know. Yeah, and and that's the and then and, and that and that's the and and that's kind of the stuff that it, I just I just dealt with on, on on that side. I think. I mean, not even looking back, I. At that time, like I knew I was alone during that time, really, and so because yeah, I, I I just knew there was like I had the support of my mom, but you know when your mom's working a lot, you know, and then later on getting sick, you know, you kind of when when they start to get sick, then you don't necessarily want to bring up certain things that may stress them or do that. You try to do a lot of it on your own, and I think that's kind of what I find myself. Um, doing as I got older um, and so there was really not anyone to like fall back and really speak to and stuff like that and, and oh, no you no you some? keep going no and and so and so I, I and so it's kind of like I I've held those type of things in or even and it kind of held me back with because I never really like I can speak like if I like I can do 
like I would do something so people, and people could say, oh, you speak very well. But I don't think that I really learned to communicate as far as like, um, I, as far as like on a regular with someone about like the way I feel like I've always been able to say the way I feel. But if we're, if this is this thing that I'm supposed to share with you, you know, in and out regularly, it's kind of like, I never really developed that because it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was able to take in early on. It was more so like, I got to keep things to myself because I got to protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because like you're the way that I always perceive you and just like what I know of you again, it's just through audio, which is kind of an interesting medium in itself because all you have to hang off of are people's words is I always think that, uh, like I always think you're so articulate when you speak, like your, your, your choice of words are very calculated, you know, like it, it, not just in like the conversations we're having, but anytime you and Tam, you're talking, like you're pretty calculated in your words in a good way. I don't know. You just, you have, you have this like interesting way of communicating that, uh, I don't know. I think you're, you're like, you're an articulate I- guy. Yeah, but that came from a negative space, mm-hmm. and so and, and so it, and so when you get in trouble, and so in my particular case, if you get in trouble for things that you never did, the things that you would never do, or people don't like you just because of whose child you are, you have to be able to talk your way out of things. <laughs> I need to talk, yeah. and and so and so I I I think about things a lot before i yeah, say them that makes you know, sense man to, that totally makes sense yeah i used to call it i i used to call it selling the i used to call it selling the dream that was like my thing i was like yo i i, I got to get to where it doesn't matter and, and it is so funny and it's so funny because now that i'm talking about it like i'm talking about it to you like yeah, right yeah. now and i and, and, and so what it's bad because i developed a bad habit because I was a good person being treated poorly because they treated a bad person well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so I developed habits over the years um, of just trying to um, move, like not even like move past certain things, move past certain people, uh, get out of situations. And so I, I would, like, like it, it, the gift of gab grew out of that, and so I can look back now of the way that I talk myself into or out of things that that straddled the line of truth. And so, because even earlier, even younger, you know, you don't want to lie to make sure that you don't get in trouble when you didn't do anything wrong. But you have to kind of okay. If I if I didn't do it, if I didn't do something, if I didn't break this, if I didn't break this vase, right, this vase, right, and I know that if I'm in the house, and if if I'm in the house, you're going to believe that I broke it because someone else said it, and I'm gonna get my ass beat. I'm gonna tell you I was down the street, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. You get you yeah, get what I'm course. saying, and so, and and so, and I know this, and 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 th- and this is, and I learned this because I knew 
you know, even as I grew older, you know, these are the same people that treated, you know, my mother a certain way where she, if my, if my grandfather, when they were younger, if my grandfather came in the house and they had a washer and a dryer, uh, they had a washer and a dryer and then the washing machine would always, would always leak. If though, if though, if my grandfather came in the house, no matter what time he came at night or whatever, and there was water on the floor, my mom's ass would get beat. Like, like beat. Like there were no child abuse laws back in that day. Like it doesn't matter if she used the washing machine or not. And we're talking about one of 11 kids. There were probably maybe, maybe eight or nine in the house at the time. And so, yeah, she gets beat. You know, my, she would deal with a situation where she, it would be her and her sister. They went to the same school and like my mom, my aunt would come home and say, oh, you know, my mom wasn't at school today. My mom get her ass beat. Next day, my mom, I mean, my aunt come home. Oh, my mom wasn't at school today. And my mom get her ass beat. And then when grades came out, then when grades came out, you know, they, uh, and it's so funny because my mom, this is one of my mom's favorite stories. It's unfortunate because it's very sad, but, but she would, uh, so when the grades came out and my aunt didn't do well and she had so many absences, my grandparents thought something was wrong. So they went up to the school and said, no, you must be talking about Joe, who is my mom. You must be talking about her because she was never at school. And the school tells them, no, it was the other one. <laughs> and so these people have clearly been irrational for about as long, long before I was born. Yeah. So, and so instead of trying to tell you the truth and, 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 and try to avoid consequences, I'd rather lie to you. I'd rather lie to you. I'd rather come up with whatever I can say to get out of the situation, to protect myself because I should have never been in this situation. Yeah, it's almost like you have to play their games if you just want to keep yourself safe. Right. And and, and like, and, and, and it just, you know, once you get loose on one moral, you get loose on another and, and the, the line gets cloudy. And so like, even now, even now, like at the age of, at the ripe old age of 30, I'm trying to like, it's not, I know right and wrong, but I know right and wrong, but it's more so um, getting out of the, the, it's funny because I see, I, I, I like, even, like I said, just talking to you now, it's like, I see some of that, like the justification of, yeah. wrong, right. Like, like I think, and so, the best the best way to say where i ended up is that i ended up in a place where it doesn't matter the means as long as the results are achieved which one could say that that's negative cuz usually when you think about that that happens in a negative situation for like you know robbers or or drug dealers or something like that yeah right but what if it's but what if it's to get what if it's to pass a class? What if it's to get into graduate school? I know. You know, what if, you know, what if it, yeah. And, and so that's kind of where I found myself doing. 
I would literally talk myself into situations where from the outlook, it would look positive. You know, oh, Michael just got accepted to Michael just got accepted to this PhD program or something like that. And so, you know, but that didn't, you know, that didn't mean that, uh, yeah, I may have told you the truth about my situation, but that didn't mean that I, that didn't mean that I didn't over-exaggerate so you could feel a little bit more sympathy for me to make sure that, you know, but you're doing it though because you're trying to get you're trying to um, talk yourself into a situation to get yourself out of a situation. You know, it's not it's not like an unethical thing. It's it's a slippery slope, sure, but it's like you you know. I mean, you're doing it strictly because you're trying to run your shit straight, right? And it sounds like yeah. some of the other family members that you would have grown up with didn't have things as straight, right? Yeah, I mean that's true, but then like I but then, you know, like I said, it wasn't drugs, it wasn't robbery or whatever, but like I said the last time we talked, you know, I sold goods that I got from China, yeah. right? <laughs> and sold them and so and so I used that money to, you know, because after I lost my scholarship, you know, for a $6 transcript that I couldn't afford, okay, I I used that money to pay for school. I helped I used that money to, you know, help buy my younger brothers and sisters shoes for school and stuff like that. And so it comes to that oh, I justify it, you know. I know. I just, it's still it's yeah. still like I know what you're saying, but it's like you're doing it from a good place. You're not doing it because you're doing it because you're in survival mode, not because you're uh, you're trying to like cut corners and I don't know a, a different right. ballgame. And so, but right. And the problem is, is that now, now I'm in a space where I don't have to do that. And so I don't, I'm trying to get rid of it and I don't know how to. <laughs> it's like, and, it's ingrained you know, it, in you, man. Yeah. And so it's, it's ingrained. And so if it was just me by myself or just me and my wife, that's one thing. But now that, you know, fat face is around yeah. and stuff like that, like. Fat face. That's the name of Tammy and Mike's sweet little daughter. Never really asked them why that's their nickname for her. But I'm assuming it's because she's super cute and she has these chubby little cheeks. Anyway, some of the conversation we're having here is around ethics. Mike's kind of playing with this thought in his mind about the ethical dilemma of maybe stretching the truth on things or selling himself pretty well. The reality, though, like, is Mike the first person to ever stretch the truth on a resume to sell himself well to to get into a, a better place the things that we're talking about yeah you can say it's it's a conversation of ethics you could say it's a philosophical one you could say it's a circular conversation we could go around and around and there's never really going to be a right answer but some of the stuff that mike feels it's all based on imprinting some of the things he learned when he was a kid and the way that he felt about having conversations with people and uh, carried on through adulthood. So when he was in in junior high and then high school and then on to college, 
some of the relationships that he formed with some of his friends and the way that he went about helping them based on the way he knew how to use knowledge as power, well, without helping those friends in the way that he did, he wouldn't have been able to complete the program. Do, do I need to, like, am <laughs> I going to have to, am, uh, you know... Am I gonna am I gonna accidentally teach you how to finesse? Am I gonna accidentally teach you how to finesse people? Am I going to accidentally finesse you into some school? You know, where you know, and then karma becomes a thing. I I don't know. I am I'm, I'm a religious guy. Am I gonna be punished one day? I know what you're because saying. Of, you know, and so and but it all goes back to it, it it all goes back to that though that time. I think I mentioned it before that when I was in the fifth grade the first time, <laughs> uh, my uh, when I when I was in the fifth grade the first time, uh, there was there were guys in there that you know I kind of helped them with their work and they kind of in return didn't let things happen to me because I'm a small guy. Yeah, I just I wasn't. And so as we got older, you know, as as we got older, you know, they went down one path. I went down another, but we were still friends. But, um, but that being said, that being said, you know, we were still friends and they were figuring out, trying to do things, you know, illegal. Some of them got into drugs. Some of them got into like, you know, robbing people or whatever. But then, you know, some of them got into like stealing cars. And so, you know, they started talking about it. And then this was when like the internet was like new. You know, you were able to find anything and everything online. I was like, oh, on the internet, it says all you have to do is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so that kind of makes you an accomplice. But then you've already been compromised by at home, be, or not at home, but because I got to draw a line between my mom and and the extended family. But they've already compromised your morals. So it's just like, oh, whatever. You know, this will help me because this will help me get friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and because and because, because if I have to lie to my family members, of course I have to lie to my friends, or or I lie do wrong to have friends. And they're and you're also doing it uh, because of like protection and stuff like that. Like you just want to you want to make sure that you like you're yeah, covered. It, start, it started out that way, and then eventually we actually became friends. And so at that point, it was like. Hmm. So how many like so you've got your you've got your immediate family. Which sounds like, uh, other than your brother, everybody's relatively yeah, straight. And then you've got your your extended family, and you've got these friends. Like, how many people? Because if you if you go back home, like you're going back next week, right? And you go mm-hmm. back home, do you see? You're going to see your extended family for sure, right? I see. I I see a couple of them. My, my mom has ten brothers and sisters, and so I have a platoon of cousins. And so I, I'll probably see a few. To be honest, I try not to even go around there because because the because of the negativity, not just that they put into my life, the the negativity that they continue to pour into like, you know, I have a I have a younger sister. Well, I have a younger brother. My younger sister's twenty. I have a younger brother. Uh, my youngest brother is nineteen, and that they're trying to pull him into that negativity. And so I can't be around them without, well, I can't be around them for an extended period of time without like chaos, because the last time I was around them for a significant amount of time, there was chaos and there was a fight and it was, 
all bad. But, but like, so, what do people think? Like, so your friends, like the ones that you grew up with that kind of went off in different directions and your extended family and all these people, like, are you, are you an anomaly in that respect where like you're, you've got higher education and then some of the other people don't, or did other people go on to do it, like get further education and stuff like that? Um, it's the former, uh, because it's one of those things where, and I, I always, and I, I find stories like this when I see it on TV all the time. Like I always find these stories interesting when I see them on TV is that, you know, they'll do a documentary on somebody who, who quote unquote escaped something. And then they're interviewed the people around them and they'd be like, yeah, there was something about that guy. And so we didn't let him do this or do that or whatever. And so the same thing was similar to, to me. And so when I, for example, when I couldn't like afford, so they didn't go off, you know, they, they didn't go off. I was probably one of, um, a few who went off me that I know of that were like in close proximity, proximity, I always mess proximity. up proximity, proximity, <laughs> jeez, I always, some words just get me to me. There, there was a few that went to school. I think I was one of the few that went away to school. Like it was like a six hour drive. Uh, and then I was also one of the few that studied like a, 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 a science or math discipline or something as opposed like that, to just right? like the the good old arts degree like whatever it is yeah. psychology and 101 so, <laughs> right and so i come back and it's just like yo that that's mike you know this that and the third but even like my first year um in college where you know i had the scholarship um and it kind of like they didn't give me money enough money for like books because books were the little book stipend wasn't really worth much. I don't think they, I think they underestimated the, the cost of books, but they, you know, those same guys, those same guys, you know, who found themselves down a different path, you know, they pay for my books that I needed, you know, when they, when I needed to come home to visit, you know, they put together money for me to, to come back and visit a couple of times uh, that first year. Like, like all your, uh- like all your homies that that yeah went off on like the bad path but had funds to help you out yeah so it was so it's crazy because like they were living a totally different lifestyle but then they supported you to do something that was way out there from what they were doing yeah and 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 i see that you know like i said i've seen these documentaries and stories or or even some people who come from similar backgrounds as me is that you get that benefit and so you know, it's uh it's bittersweet. It's like it's 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 like man, I really like I really appreciate it because in a lot of those situations, like if they didn't help me, I could have, you know, without proper resources, I could have failed out of college my very first semester. Yeah. Right? But then at the same time, it's like, you know, you come back a year later and someone's in prison for a murder charge. You know, you know, someone's in prison for murder, and you're like, man, like, how was it me that that was able to, you know, get out and do this? And 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 you know, it goes all the way back to that type of opportunity thing. And so, to to some respect, at least from from me and our discussions and something like that, you know, and 
or not our discussion, but my discussions with them and things of that nature. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, it's definitely things that, that definitely something that I, that I think about. Like, do you wonder how you made it out? Like, are you, do you kind of think like introspectively, are you like, man, like how didn't I get pulled into that lifestyle when all all the boys that I ran with did or not all, I'm just generalizing, but just say like a bunch yeah, of them yeah, yeah. did. How did I not like, how did, how did I maintain on that? Like straight and arrow path of just saying like, I got to do it. Cause the, the, I don't want to say weird, like not weird in a bad way, but the weird thing is how like you went to college and you had, so dude, you faced so much adversity in college that it like the most rational thing for you to do was to not finish like everything was pointing against you finishing getting your jaw broken losing your scholarship going to jail for like half a semester there was nothing that was telling you to keep going but you just kept doing it it's so crazy that that was like you just i don't know do you, do you think about that i i do and i especially in the college years especially in the college years i think huh. Uh, so in in here's in here's the, the the other side of having the guys that go down the other path, and then them supporting you in a way. No, you you know when it comes to them, and then it comes to your your family, your mom, like you don't want to fail them, right? And so like like who would I be if I come back to the hood, and then like I'm the guy that everybody believed in, but then. I failed and then I have to come back and I have to hang out with you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and, and so like, it, and then I got to hear about, man, you could have been the guy that did it. You, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't want to hear that. It's like, it's like they, they believed in you, but they also, it's almost like they were living vicariously through you where they're like, man, exactly. They were living vicariously. They're like, man, I wish yes. I could do it, but I can't. Or they they could, but they don't believe in themselves enough. So they're like, I can't. So like, Mike's gonna do it. Mike's gonna make it. You know, it could it could have been yeah. like a sports team. Like it could have been the same thing where you hear you hear about this all the time, where uh, kids from different backgrounds, like whether it's basketball or hockey or baseball, it's like there's this one kid who faces a ton of adversity, and then all the like all the dudes that that person hangs out with are like. Yeah, man, I knew like that guy was going to do it and everybody rallies around that person. But it's the same thing with you, but just with education. Yeah. And, and to be in the tie this to an earlier point, it goes back to the lie. They're, they're telling the lie. Do you, do you think you know what the lie is? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like it's you're, you're selling the truth in a positive way as much as you can. No, I mean, I'm saying that I lied to them, but not necessarily directly. Do you think you know where the lie is? Like, what do you mean? The 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 reason why they're they they feel as though they can live vicariously through me is because of what, what do you mean? Like, what you're telling them? <laughs> no, no. So the reason that they think that that and and this is part of the part of feeling guilty about it and saying negative things. They feel as though they can live vicariously through me because they believe that we went through the exact same oh, I thing. Gotcha. That we're from the exact same place. But 
you know, they didn't, they weren't aware. And of course I didn't reveal that, you know, I was raised, you know, half a, half a, half a country away, a half a country away had this access to, you know, a certain level of education that when I was able to come back, I was able to skip grades. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell them that because then, it, then I become like, Oh, you're different. You're not one of us. And I get treated the same way as my yeah, family. Yeah, I gotcha. Like you almost, you had to like, yeah, it's weird. So you had to act like the same way as like all your boys were, but at the same time you had to be super smart with school and not prove, not show them that you're like super into being smart. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, they 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 knew that I was super, and, and so I never shied away from doing that. It was just that I engaged with them on a level that they were familiar with, and it, and it was, and I'm not to say, I'm not saying that to talk no, down of course, of course. about the situation. It was just that I know, like I know about their life too. I I may have not lived it my entire life, but I've lived it these past months these and as time goes on these past few years because once i get there we're all in the same situation yeah you know we're all in the same area same schools same lack of jobs you know all this stuff but then my foundation was just a little bit stronger and so they don't know that that foundation was yeah different. and so th- there's like it sounds like they're proud of you too for what you did like it's like yeah man mike made it he made it he did it yeah, yeah, I come yeah, I come home. Yeah, when I go home, I roll through the hood. I roll through the I roll through the projects that are, that 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 we used to be in. And it's mainly because there's a community center that we all used to go to. So I always stop at that community center, but I have to roll through. And so I still, you know, people, you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy and it's sad and it and it really hurts me that it really hurts me that it, that I drive through the pro- the projects, which is the government housing. I don't know what you all yeah, call it. Yeah, we call it like uh, social housing or uh, what? Do, I can't yeah, remember what we call housing. it. But yeah, okay. yeah. and so I, I find, I, I, yeah, yeah, because yeah, just listening, I, I feel as though there's a really negative thing from like being on like a what do you, what do you call it? Uh, what's that? Uh, I, I can we can talk about that later. What, like social um, assistance, you're saying? Yeah. No, no, yeah. that's not man. There's nothing. But, that, I mean, we've got. We, don't get me wrong. We we have lots of people on social assistance and living in social housing in every city and every province. Yeah. And I I can drive. I could drive five minutes from where I am right now. Five minutes, and there are people in social housing, right? And it's not, yeah. and that's not because it's like isolated to one area of the city. And Winnipeg's a great city. Like there's, there's a lot of diversity as far as there, are, there's um, people who are well off and there are people who are in a lower socioeconomic status, but uh, yeah, the social housing, it, granted there's an area where there's more of it, but it's, there are areas like throughout the city where you'll find it. It's not, it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's just people can go from being in, in pretty adverse situations, like financially adverse, um, to being well off, right? Like that happens all the time. I mean, not all the time. Like it's, it's tough. It's tougher, but it ha- you hear these stories lots. 
Yeah, and so and that's and that's and that's the thing, and so this is why I feel guilty, and I think this is where I was I was at, is that I feel guilty. Number one is that you know I wasn't. Yes, I lived it. I you know, my mom did okay when she was sick or when we were transitioning. Yes, we had to stay with like family and things of that nature, right? But I was never one to live. I never actually lived in the projects or social housing or whatever. But, you know, they thought that I was one of them, right? But, and so that's kind of that lie or that not telling of the truth that happened. But then there's also, you know, when I go back and I'm going to go back, you know, in a couple of days is that, you know, I, and and I've seen this before, like I'm going to go back and see, you know, the people that were kids when I were kids living with their parents there. And then now I'm back there and now they're living there. You know, they're, they're now the tenants and it, yeah, it, 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 it makes me like, it's one of the, like, it makes, it makes me feel more guilty than even, you know, like siblings, because my siblings for the most part are doing okay. Like they're not, they're not doing what I'm doing, but they're, you know, they're okay. Like, and, and, but to see those friends or those people that I just knew, and and that that's the thing that 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 just gets to me. So I come through, and it's like, oh, Mike, how you doing? You know, you're doing this, you're doing that. How does that feel? Like that that guilt is real. Um, yeah, and and you, it must be weird, man, because like you want to be like, yeah, I'm doing good, but you don't want to be doing too good because then. You don't want them to be like, oh, well, Mike just thinks he's better than us yeah. now. Or Mike, you know, like Mike, Mike just thinks he's balling in like the money. Look at yeah. him. So it's like you got to be so careful and calculated about what you the way that you present your situation or yourself to them. Because it's like I can imagine it being tough. Like when you go home. At the end of the day, you just want to hang with the boys that like you grew up with and drink a beer and just be like, yeah, it's just like old times. We picked up where we left off, right? right? But if you go back and they're like, oh, look at Mike, nose in the air, has a little daughter, has a nice wife, lives in a nice neighborhood, thinks he's got it together, then it's like automatically you're like, oh, dude, it just creates a divide between us. And I, I just want to be cool with you. Right. The way we used to be exactly like I can't go tell these people that I, I, that that you know I just and they you know they're gonna ask where I stay right I can say oh I live in Atlanta right <laughs> and, and so yeah, that, that's about that's about as far as the that's about as far as the conversation of where I live can go like you know what I mean I can't say oh well you know I just bought a house out in you know the suburbs of Atlanta and, and you know. Yeah. I know it's cool. Even, even by just saying you bought a house, man, they'd probably be like, "Oh, you bought a house! Like you must have money." They don't even know where it is, right? And then if you like, not that everyone's going to know Atlanta, but if they knew it was like in a nice neighborhood and it's safe and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, right, like, oh, geez, right? It's just like such a juxtaposition between the hood and like the suburbs yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like not even the same yeah and that and that's and, and that and that's the thing like i even i even sometimes i even sometimes feel guilty about it with my family like i just don't want to talk about it i just it's okay i don't 
I don't I just don't want to talk about it. Like I'm going to go home. I'm going to ask everybody how they're doing and we're not going to discuss how I'm doing. I'm doing all right. My job's going but, okay. But like but they must like do your your mom must know obviously cuz you're still tight with your mom. Like your mom must know you got a house yeah. and she's got to yeah, be she like she's got to be proud. She's going to got to be like, "Yo, Mike, like Good for you. Yeah, she like, came, you freaking did it. Yeah, man. she came down the day after we closed on the house. Yeah. And so she's so she's been here and everything. And so I mean it was originally the originally the part of the plan was for her to move in with us. And so, but that may have gotten pushed off a few years or something like that. I'm not sure. Wait, Wait you re- recruiting her to take down green wallpaper or what? <laughs> Yeah, mommy, you can come stay as long as you want. Just make sure to get going on that wallpaper when Man, you get here. I, I haven't worked on that wallpaper since the last time we talked, and so it's it's really bad. But yeah, and so and so yeah, so but yeah, I talked to my mom about it. But then even and so yeah, I talked to my mom about it. But even the journey, I like my mom. It, I've always found it interesting, like explaining the journey um, that I did. That I took to get here, as far as like schooling, because my mom understands college, but not necessarily like the higher level graduate school. Maybe like masters if you're not doing a thesis. But then when it came to the PhD, she's like, "Oh, well, you did all this time. Why don't you just finish?" And like, "Oh, it's not that easy." You know what I mean? Or if I'm explaining like, you know, "Oh, this this advice is crazy. I need to switch because they're trying to do this, that, and the third, or someone just left my committee or something like that. And it's just funny because it's not funny, uh, but it's just like, you know, strive to be- it's just hard to relate. Yeah. It's hard to relate. Like it's, it's easy. You could have these conversations with Tammy because you, you both experienced it, but somebody who hasn't gone through it or doesn't somebody who doesn't understand what might be involved in, like like a PhD, it's like you don't just go to class all day every day. That's just not the way it works, you know. Like there's so much more to it, and so having that conversation with somebody else, they'd be like, "What do you mean you're in school but you don't go to class every day?" Yeah, and, and it, like, and uh, nope, right? And there's that, and then it's just like you know, like I've never, like I don't know if people actually talk about money with their parents. I have no idea, but like we don't even we don't even broach the subject because I don't know I don't know like I don't know how she would feel about the field that I'm in and like the money I make not saying that I'm out here balling out of control because I don't (laughs) no but no 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 but you and Tammy together would make a healthy enough income that like you're 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 making a healthier income than somebody who's living in the projects yeah yeah like like that's the thing so it's like so it's not it's not about balling it's that you're like even or even compared to like my mom can't work now because you know she's on she's on disability she's not she's physically not able to work but you know she was she was an lpn a licensed practitioner nurse and so like and i am a senior software engineer like i don't even know like i don't even want to try to translate that into dollars and cents to her like the difference no. like and i don't even want her to even try to do it right or you know because mostly i don't want it to like come up in conversation with like somebody else right you know what i mean and then when i come back because they think that i may be doing something i'm not doing it's like oh oh you think you good you you think you're too good now you think you just no i don't like like 
I, that's just not what I, that's just not what I do. That's not what I'm here for. Like, I like, like, and it's, it's so funny if you don't mind me just talking about like, you know, what I do as far as my podcast or whatever. Yeah, of course, um, of course. But that's the exact reason why I do my podcast, right? I like other than other than the education, like my mentality is still pretty much the same. I'm still pretty hood. <laughs> like and that's some of the things that I'm trying to get over. And so like and, and so what I'm trying to do is document that so like like not just for not just for like my kids for fat face or whatever, but it keeps me honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, I think that's the beauty of it. I think that they're like, don't change you. Right. Like there are certain things that that's what makes you who you are. And you an interesting person is that like, you're, you're smart as fuck when it comes down to the education piece, you're doing something that's tough to do, like doing, being, uh, being a software like being a developer being an engineer like it's hard it's not it's not something that comes easily or honestly where somebody can just learn it like you got to know what you're doing and then yeah you you make like healthy income be like your middle class but your mentality could be like yo this is the way i grew up my mentality is that i'm straight hood but i'm i'm hood in like a positive way and that's what makes you interesting right because it's like you get this juxtaposition of of a certain mindset combined with like wanting to do right and wanting to do better. Right. So it's like, I don't know if you should try and change that. Yeah. And, and, and I'm trying, and I'm trying not to, I'm just trying to grow uh, more in that. And so like, I think for me, I think for me, like talking to you uh, at this moment is kind of like, it's kind of like my time to like, you know, kind of, step through it again i think the the last time that i've really been through a lot of these things it's kind of been like through my wife talking to my wife or whatever you know what i mean and so oh my god and that's the thing that makes it worse for example if people were to just get a clue of what i am like doing and so why i keep things to myself because then not only do they look at what i'm doing right They'd be like, oh, well, you got your wife and she's a doctor and da 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 da. And, uh, and, and so, and then it becomes this whole entire thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's. What- uh, yeah. They, they think you're entitled. Like, oh, look at Mike. He thinks he's on a pedestal now. He thinks he's better than us. Yeah. He thinks he's entitled. Yeah, it's not me. If it was me by myself, that's one thing. But then when you go, when you go get the wife, right? When you go get the wife who, yeah. who's technically on a higher educational plane than you are right and you know and you know she's not even you know for for example you know she wasn't born in america she's american but she's not from america so they're like oh here you go you got your doctor wife she foreign she you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like, like, and like you can't even get american you got to get you a foreign one <laughs> No, and, and 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 the thing is, like having having a PhD in, uh, let's just say in, like, I, okay, so I I know a guy, he's a good guy, he uh, he's got a PhD in like medieval history, right? There's merit in that, whatever, like Renaissance times, but 
it that maybe that sounds like a little like whatever to someone but if you're like oh yeah and this is my wife tammy and she's got a phd in microbiology right like it just sounds so like it sounds like such a nose in the air thing so it's like that's why you got to be so i can imagine you got to be so careful like you're talking to your boys and you just want to like tiptoe around the situation where you don't want to talk about it you know yeah and that's the thing like i just try to i just i just try to stay i try to stay true to myself i try to stay regular i try to i try to be it i try to be the guy who still remembers you know being shot at i I try to twice you know i still remember twice oh dude we only know one of them (laughs) you gotta fill in that other one later the first one the story is actually not as long (laughs) <laughs> it's actually not as long And so if you allow me to get off topic For just a small second I can tell you about that Yeah dude you gotta drop and that so, And so it, it's so funny I was uh, I told you about the pro- So so at my grandmother's house um, At my grandmother's house It was on a sh- So the street that she was on shared the same streets With the projects that was down the street It was just It was maybe about three Maybe four blocks down right But they were long blocks and so, uh, and so, you know, down there is the, so in the, on the corner of the projects, uh, the, the, we, so, uh, or the, or the community housing rather. And so, it, so, or the social housing or community housing, I'll, I'll use community housing. Cause yeah, you that, call it projects, it's fine. No, 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 no. We, see, this is, see, this is, see, this is the thing. This is it. Your name is on the podcast. Can I call you Ben? Can I, can I call yeah, of course. See, this is the thing, Ben. So this was the thing. By this point, Mike and I had been talking a few days, a couple weeks actually. And we'd been DMing back and forth for a few months. So we kind of got a feel for each other, but still really didn't know each other deep down. And unintentionally, I guess I kind of made a slip up. Like I really wasn't trying to use certain language or say things in a demeaning or derogatory sense by any means but um, I can understand why it felt like Mike might have taken my choice of words a little bit offensively and I really felt bad because we were referring to certain things uh, social housing and community housing back and forth we were using words that were more common maybe words that I don't say on a regular basis projects the hood not really part of my vocabulary but other words are the words that i say talk talk about homies the words that i choose those are regular occurrences and we kind of got into it and this next part was probably one of the most interesting parts of our whole conversation where we learned more about the way that each other speak and probably got a feel for the way that each other like to communicate so hope mike could appreciate it and i sure did appreciated him opening up <laughs> no, no 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 listen this is gonna be honest this is gonna be honest this is gonna be honest yeah, yeah and so when and so these are the things so we're talking about this right and i'm being conscious and we're talking about like being conscious of what you say and not saying and stuff like that like there are going to be people like when when this goes out when this goes out, you know, I am going to share this with my friends and I'm Facebook friends with these same people that, you know, will be finding out a lot of this for the first time. And so, yeah. and so I, uh, I still like, 
in in even though even though where I'm from, we call it the projects or whatever, the hood or whatever, right? I in talking to you, you know, some random white man in you know in Canada or whatever. I have yeah. to be careful in the way that I phrase things, in the way that I say things. And so I and so like I like you say it's okay, but it's it's okay from your perspective, right? Like I like I have to I have to what what is what is it? I have to um I have I have to stand I have to stand for or be able to um or or to be able I have to be able to like what's the phrase? I can't even think of the phrase. But for everything that I say, you know, I'm gonna be held accountable for it. And so yeah. like, and so like I never wanna come I never wanna come off like I'm talking down where I came from. No, because, no, and I and so no I, and I don't think you are by any means, it, but, right? But, like it's it, more just. But it's not about what you think, and that's the and that's the thing. That's why I, I know what you're saying, and that's why I correct I know what myself. You're so, yeah, I know what you're saying. I I was just I was saying like refer to them the way that you feel comfortable referring. Yeah. Like I I personally I always call it social housing. That's just like my my PC way of referring to it because it's like maybe if 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 like a person had grown up in a certain situation, right? Like you grow up in it. It's, it's kind of like, it's so to me, right. This is my opinion. Take it for what it is. It's like, okay. For that person to refer to it the way they want to refer to it with their friends and to the general public. But for me, I can't call it something that uh, I haven't lived. Right. So it's like the, to me, the PC way of referring to it as social housing, because it's just like, hey, this is for people who are on social assistance. And that's the way that you talk about it. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so you, and so, and so, in my opinion, like I agree, I agree with what you said, but it wasn't, but it wasn't until I parroted it, and it wasn't until you parroted it back what I said when I was like, oh, the projects, whatever. No, you was like, oh, you can call it the projects. And then there was an instant reflex to me, like, no. No, no, no! You not gonna say projects in my life story. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, I want you to call it whatever you're comfortable and whatever comes naturally. Because the thing is, is like with that comes with whatever you're saying comes me not judging you or anything that comes out of your mouth. You know? Yeah, I'm not. And I, or anyone from there, or anyone from yeah, there. Yeah, you know. And I'm not challenging you. I I don't think that you've did or said anything wrong, right? It's no, just, of course, of course. That. It's just that it's funny because I am always cognizant of who you are. And so when it, when you say things, when you or someone, anybody in your position or someone like you, like if you say things, I automatically have to adjust myself because of who you are. It's a, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, something you have I to, think it's, it's, it's human, it's, it's natural human behavior, right? It's natural human, it's natural human behavior. And then it's also a cultural thing about being black and talking to a white man, because in that, at the end of the day, like I said, people can listen to this and say, oh, well, Michael, Michael's doing this. He's making this money. He has his doctor wife. Now he's out here talking to, now he's out here talking to this white man in Canada about the hood. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I digress. No, but you know, it's like so funny. Like while we're on this, the funny thing is, is like we were talking a little bit before how you were, what did you say that was like, um, 
you're like, I'm educated, but let's be honest, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm still hood or something. You said something along those lines. Yeah, right? I, I got, I got like, a charger out there on twenties right now, and I beat. Yeah. I beat the block. <laughs> yeah, like if it was up running right now, I would be beating down the block right now. Like I like that's just that's just my that's just my thing. But sorry. But but what's so funny is that I would have. I, I'm not a Dodge guy, right? Like I, I like Chevy, but I would have I'd have the Camaro with twenties. Right. Like it's so funny because it's like that's just like actually my jam is like old, old cars. I'd have like if any, any car. Right. I'd, I'd rip around in like a 69 Chevelle. Yeah. 18s to 20s on it for sure. How, like deep, that's just, how deep is your tent? What do you mean? Do you have tent on? Would you have tent on the car? Oh, oh my tent. Uh, I don't know, man. I've played with that idea. Like I used to want like Right. I had this theory when I was like, and I know we're digressing, but I just love cars so much, man. I could talk about it forever. Um, I always said when I was like 16, I was like, man, if I could get, if, if somebody would give me a 69 Camaro Z28 and it was like done up, I would take that car and have it like straight black on the window so no one could ever see in and they wouldn't know it was me. That's how bad I want that thing. <laughs> but then now, like it, it was just this weird thing where like, you know how sometimes people want a car so they could be seen in it. I was like, no, no, I don't. I just want to drive it and feel it and smell it and hear it. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, oh, if I had a 69 Chevelle, like maybe no tent, just like straight up. Like I don't know, it's it, I, I'm it's weird as I've gotten older. I use because I, I love resto mods where it's like you throw on the rims, like you do it up a little bit, whatever, right? Nice paint job. But now I'm kind of like I look at the cars where they're all original, and I'm like, yeah, those like they're uh, so bad, but the, those sixteens, yeah, like yeah. those are pretty good. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, what you're describing, the original is probably best. I, yeah, but I don't know, I, dude. I'm still like I still love rims. I'm obsessed with them. Like I just I don't know, but it's so funny. But anyways, the whole like what I was getting at with oh, yeah. this whole thing was that like there are certain things that when we've been communicating through talking, like just through our conversation now, and then through like text talking. Yeah, the way that I talk and the way that I do things is like a direct representation of the way I talk. So I'm like, I'm not like, Oh, I got to talk to Mike differently. Like I gotta, I gotta like do it up or do whatever. Like when I say words, like I'm like, yo, are you with your homies? Like I call, I say that to like my best friend, like my crew that I run with. Like I've got friends that are from all different ethnic backgrounds, but like everyone's my homie. Right. And when I'm like, I'm like, yo dog, like that's straight up. I call, I call my wife dog. Do you know no, what I'm saying? But, like, but but that but that's it's so funny because like we exchanged e- emails. We exchanged emails earlier today, and uh, you sent it to the the podcast email. And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, my wife gets those too. And so when she saw, so she checked it, and so she checked it on her phone, and she saw like whatever you sent me, and she was like, "Your vernacular is interesting, like yours." And yeah, like, yeah. So, and so it was just like, and she was like, "Huh." I was like, no, nah, I kind of get it, given his age and all these other things. I was like, it it all makes sense, but it's one of those things that you never being being. Uh, it is so funny. I don't want to make this. I don't want to make this a, a a black white thing. But being black is no, no. Being being black is not easy because when you, when someone be, when the words come in, 
you always have to look at it in a way is that, especially with certain terms, it's like, are they trying to be like make, me or, or, like, they, or yeah. not make me or, or like me? Are they trying to make me feel comfortable? Th- that's what I'm saying. And yeah. So, like, and so, and I know that's what you're trying to say that that's just how you talk, but you got it. But it's definitely something that we thought about that. And she was like, oh, that's different. And I was like, but I looked at a lot of scenes. So I was like, and I listened because she hasn't really listened to the podcast, uh, your podcast. And so yeah, I, yeah. And I've listened to it. She listened to it a little bit, but not as much as I have. And I was like, nah, I think that's just the way he talks. Yeah, no, no. I like, I, I'm like, all the words that I use are like how I'm like, yo, were you straight? Like, I, I'll, I say that to everyone. I call, man, I just went through this. We're having such a funny conversation right now because it's like so true people at work were like i can't remember what it was i was like somebody there was like a pen on the table i'm just making it up right but it was like last week there was like a pen on the table or a notebook or something and i go to like my buddy i was like yo can you pass me that joint there and he's like what i'm like like pass me that joint right there and he's like what are you talking about and i'm like the fucking pen man and he's like, what did you just call it? I'm like, a joint. Like, what do you mean? You don't know what a joint is? Like, he's like, uh, like a joint. Like, I've heard people refer to it as like a place sometimes. I've heard people like, I know what like a joint joint is. But I was like, no, like a joint could be like a thing. I'm like, yeah. like you could be like talking about the cat. Like the cat walks by. You're like, yo, do you see that joint over there? Like, yeah. that's just the way that I talk. So it's like, I end up, I, I talk because if, if we got into more about, and it's not like about me by any means, if, but if we talked more about that, I think you'd probably understand of like, I talk pretty, pretty street in general, right? In, no. informally, right? Like no. I talk pretty street and informal because that's just the way that that's the way I grew up. Right. Now my goal is to eventually flip character the character podcast on you and I'm going to interview you and tell your life story. It's not fair that you just get to get everybody else's story. Yeah, dude, I'm so, game. So, I'm so, game. So, so, be, so, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> dude, I'm game anytime. I'm, whenever. I'm, 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 I'm going to be like, Ben, do, do, I was thinking that you should, that we should interview you on character. No, so. <laughs> dude, I, I do. I do it full time, full time. There, there are so many damn stories. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give a quick background. Then you probably get a little bit more, but like, I grew up in a very interesting situation where uh, I grew up in a trailer until I was like three and like, I won't even get into like all the stuff before that. My parents are still together. Um, Like everything's cool in that respect. Grew up very privileged in the sense from an education standpoint um, where like I got to go to a private school for my whole life, like uniform and all that. But oh, wow. like we were not wealthy by any means. So I was like, now that I recognize it as an adult, I had no fucking clue when I was a kid, man. I I was like, we were, we were probably the freaking poorest damn family in that school by far because mm-hmm. both my parents, like my, my mom didn't work. She stayed at home with us till I was like 13, probably. She was just like a stay at home mom. And my dad is a teacher at that school so we were all on bursaries like we had like like we didn't pay for school i didn't know that i had no idea man i had no i didn't have any concept of it so we were on a very modest like a teacher salary for three kids and um we lived on the campus of the school didn't 
didn't have to like, I don't know all the like technical things of the economics, but I know we weren't like super well off. Now I understand that we were very like modest, middle-class, humble, if you want to call it that. But I grew up around all these people that were extremely wealthy. Like I'm talking um, millionaires and there's even people who have wealth in the billions at the school that I know now. I understand that now. But again, we're like that, like very middle-class family. And I grew up skateboarding and snowboarding and listening to everything from hip-hop to punk rock and um, just kind of went by the beat of my own drum. And as a byproduct of that, because I hung out, I, I hung out with jocks, nerds, uh, freaking people who smoked lots of pot, people who like, you name it, like people who were uh, anything. Like I didn't really have like a group that I stuck with. I just liked anyone and everyone. And so I think as a result, I just always kind of did my own thing and talked the way that I wanted to talk and whatever. And so that's why when I talk to you about things and I'll say, like I'll refer to whatever words I use, dude, that's the way I talk in like, the professional workplace granted i work in a place where i don't have to pretend to be someone i'm not but with that said like i'm in meetings i'll be like yo man listen this is this is what's up and i will say exactly that and it's just that's the way that i talk right so it's funny because not knowing someone i could see how when we're communicating like by text or email or whatever it is dms how it's like it it could come off as being like like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Is he trying to, like, come to a certain level, like, be cool with me? Or it's just like, is he, is that just the way he is? And I think you probably, you get it now a little bit more. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, you know, I, I got it early yeah. on. That's why when I, that's why when uh, Tammy said something, because she really didn't look at any of the emails before. And I was like, no, nah, I, th- nah, I honestly think that's just the way he talks. It, it's fine. Yeah, and you could hear, like, you've listened to enough <laughs> yeah. of the podcast that, like, when I'm talking with, like, anyone that's like right. I, I I mean I'm talking to you Lit- the exact same way I talk to everyone. It's not any different. Right. Lit- ladies and gentlemen, that's an introduction to the uh the uh, the, the Ben Grinnell story <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. Uh, no. uh hosted by Mike. Yes, hosted hosted by Mike. I'm gonna hold him to that. Uh but yeah, and so no. And so but that's kind of like that whole interaction. And so those are the things that I have to be aware of. And so, or I try to be aware of because, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that the worst thing that you want to do is just feel as though that I never want to feel like I am, I am throwing um, my background, my family, my friends out for, uh, you know, personal gain. And, and I mean that as far as, putting them in a negative light. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna tell my story. Right. And, and so, and so if you're going to be, if you're going to be mad at my story, say, you can say that, Oh, this may not have happened exactly how you thought it did. Or I may have not felt that way when I said this to you or something like that, I could deal with those, but don't, I don't, I don't ever want you to feel, I don't ever want you. And I mean, you as in the people that I care about that may be listening to this at the time, I never want you to, the feel as though that I that that I try to come up with like the saddest story to try to reach some type of like you know ma- 
some white audience from around the world or something like that because that's not why I'm here. I'm here to 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 tell my story with someone who I think captures stories very well and allows people to elaborate and tell the, and, and tell their stories and and I, it's something that and it's something that I enjoyed listening to and I hope that you all also um find my story worth listening to whether you are included in it or not and so PSA middle of the podcast sorry <laughs> you're a thoughtful guy man you're very thoughtful in the way that you approach things and I I mean I get that it's like you're everything that that you've said it's like you you're not trying to throw anyone under the bus that's not your mo right like you're trying to tell your story in as honest a way as possible without trying to manufacture the emotion out of it or like the adversity or the sadness you're just telling it straight up you're like yo this happened and it was it was kind of this part was really good but this part was really shitty and it was tough you know yeah i'm not trying to sell you the dream like i used to do i'm trying to grow (laughs) exactly (laughs) and so where were we? We were talking about the last time being shot, and so at, dude, that that was like a huge digression. That's where we were at, was, but that was that was, was a fun huge. digression. So we got to hear this. So you were younger. So I so 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 I was younger, and like I said before, they the uh, the community housing because that's what we're using now uh, shared a street with uh, my grandmother, and so. And so it was there that I would go to the community center and that same community center uh, it introduced me to uh, like not computers, but like newer technology and stuff like that, which kind of helped me to craft the path that I eventually went down and get, get here and help me to get to where I am today. And it was also the same place that I mentioned before where I, I worked and made like $74 a week. And I used that money to help support my family or whatever. But, and so like, this was before that time. And so um, we would, uh, everything was in that direction. And so um, if I think about it, it's technically South. So that, yeah. Cause when I think about the address, it was the street, the street address had north in it. So headed south is where the community housing was. And then if you wanted to go, you know, get anything, you you had to go in that direction. And so one day, I can't tell you where we were going. Maybe we were going to, to try to go to the Chinese food place because in that St. Louis area, there's a lot of Chinese food place. Where I'm from, we call it the, well, where, I, where I'm from, if you count the entire St. Louis metro area in the St. Louis area in Missouri, they call it the Chinaman. But where I'm from in East St. Louis and the Illinois side, we call it the rice house. So we could have been headed to the rice house. And so we were walking directly down the street. And um, I think, and so to get to the right, this had to be the rice house. And so to get to, to, to get to the rice house, uh, uh, you had to cut, through uh the community housing either you had to take the you know walk around the blocks you know of course walk the sidewalk walk around you know what i mean and, and take the uh the 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 google um the google maps walking path or you can just cut through the buildings 
And so we were walking down, we were walking down the street and uh, we started to cut through. But in, when you start to cut through, it's like you can either wait for like a, not an alleyway, but where it opens up where a car could pull in to reach uh, some of the buildings in the middle. Or you can just, before you get there, start cutting through people's little patches of uh, yard or grass or whatever. I mean, it's not yard because it's community housing, but it's theirs nonetheless, right? And so, and so we start, so we decided not to wait till we got, because we're kids, right? So we decided not to wait. We decided not to wait till we got to where the cars come in. We kind of cut a little bit early. And so, you know, we cut through maybe about three people's uh, little space, um, um, space of a property or something like that. I think that's the green, the green space, the, the green. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and some of them, they have trees. Some people have flowers and, you know, you no, know, some people had like trees or something like that. Not, it wasn't, they, it wasn't their tree, but the tree had been there and stuff like that. It was grass, it was cut or whatever, but it was one lady, she had flowers. And so we cut through there. I don't think we stepped on her flowers. I think we stepped over her flowers. And the next thing I know is that, you know, I hear the door swing open or kicked open. I'm not sure. And all you see is an old lady with gray hair and a revolver. Come on. (laughs) Oh, no. And so we turn back the way we turn to go back from whence we came. (laughs) All you hear is, And she, so she she emptied the revolver. <laughs> no she, away, she, she emptied the revolver as we were running away. No so, way, dude. Yes, as we were running because we stepped in her plot of land and her flowers, which were nice. <laughs> like, no, they were. I, that's how I know I didn't step in them because my mom is a like, plant person. She's big in plants. And so I respect people's plants. I may not respect your grass, but I respect your plants. And so, like, I didn't do it. My cousin may have did it. My brother may have did it. I'm not sure. But I respect the plant. So I know I didn't do it. All I know is that I seen the the old lady with the revolver. And she started letting them shots off. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, like, okay, like, we got to lay this out for a second. First of all, first of all, this lady, she's got gray hair, however old she is. Like, she's... The fact that she's got a revolver and she's just letting it loose, like she's definitely OG as it gets, like she, popping yeah. them off like that. But what, okay, what would go through a person's mind like that? Because it's like, I, I think it could be because of the situation. And, and, and I've thought about this. Like, I, like, like she's shooting, but like, is she not like, yo, if I hit one of these kids and they die, like, then I'm going to prison. But but the, and this is why and this is the thing like I said, I I've thought about I've thought about this for years since it happened like the days after the months after I think that there was a situation where she had been disrespected so many times before and possibly threatened that it she didn't she didn't recognize she couldn't distinguish us from anybody else that may have that 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 may have crossed through before and and caused her some trouble. And I think that's the case. And it's kind of like when you get fed up and it's like, I've told the, I told these guys before. And if one of, if one or two of them threatened you, you know, you may have gotten you, you may have gotten you a gun and say the next, the very next time somebody tries me, 
or one of those guys come through, then I have to protect myself. And I think that's what happened. I honestly, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe that's what happened. She she got to the point where it was like zero fucks given and she was just over it. And she's just like, hey, I got to take this into my own hands. And she was kind of fed up. It was like the last straw. Yeah, because because at that time, at that time, if there were guys that if there were guys she had an altercation with that were older than us, they most likely had weapons as well. Yeah. And so I I completely understand it. I'm happy I survived it, but I completely understand it. I'm not mad at the lady. <laughs> but I'm like, mad at I'm mad at Mr. Bobby because I knew you, Mr. Bobby. Like we had <laughs> conversations, and you out here trying to kill me and everybody I partially love. Like, <laughs> and then and then you got kicked out of the fifth grade and had to do it again because yeah, of some backdoor. Who knows what happened? I don't know what they did, oh, and so man. and so that one I understand. Like and so that was that was I think that may have happened. I think that was before. Yeah, that was before the time with Mister Bobby. Yeah, how like how when when this is happening? Uh, like obviously, anyone's heart would be racing. Nobody's just like, oh, I hear the pops. I'm just gonna kind of casually keep walking, like. Yeah, the adrenaline's going, but how close were those? Were those uh, bullets like you, were they hitting the ground or something? Where you're like, whoa, like they're close. Oh, or, the, do you with, hear them? With the, with the old lady, with the old lady, I heard them. Um, like the, it's like the, or whatever. No, I, oh, you really only heard the pop. I think her aim was terrible. Oh, I see. And, yeah, yeah. I, I, she probably can handle the recoil. I don't know, and, but I never. Yeah, I was never, I ran, but I never felt as though I was in fear. I never felt in fear of my life. Yeah. As opposed to the time that it happened with Mr. Bobby, where I literally felt in fear of my life. And because they were two, they were two very mature men who had guns, who had, who had more so semi, not, uh, who had handguns, like, not your revolver type, like know. the what? What are those? Uh, like the nine mil Glocks or whatever, like yeah, that type yeah, of gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm way more afraid, and that's what they had, as opposed to like a, just a revolver. <laughs> and so, oh man. And so uh, you know that you know the time with Mister Bobby, I I I I I thought I may die, but 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 the, with the old lady, I just ran. That's so that, savage, man. So those those were the those were the two times, those were the two times that that I was that I was shot at. There have been so many things like I mean, there's that there's you getting jumped out of nowhere, like all these things like they they happen, but you just kind of like push through them. It's man, that that was that was one of quite a few times. What do you mean that you've been jumped or that like stuff like that's happened? That that just random acts of violence. It just randomly happened. Like what else? What <laughs> what what's what's in that back pocket of yours that? that... Oh jeez, oh jeez, man. Let me. I, I don't know if I should set the stage for it or not. I just don't know. Uh, there was there was a time. I guess I do. Um and. I said before, like when I didn't necessarily know about like college or whatever, but I was a part of programs that kind of emphasize college, but they never, that never translated. They never made it plain. Like, 
oh, if you want to make money in life, which is the only thing they ever had to tell me, you know, you should go to college because I would have did that. I would have signed up for it ASAP. But, uh, but, uh, I, so in eighth, so in eighth grade, transitioning from eighth to ninth grade, um, I joined the, uh, upper bound program. And so, and so in that upper bound program, you know, I made a, uh, I made a decent amount of like, well, in that upper bound program, which is crazy. This is why I reference like your morals kind of slide. I, I made friends during that program. One of which in particular um, was, was a close friend of mine named D and she's a woman, but we're going to call her D. Uh, and so, uh, but D, you know, which the characteristics of the name D represent her in quite accurately. Uh, and that was the homie. It still is, even though we don't talk. But, and so I met her basically like, um, I, you know, I I think at that time, like it was like when my mom really wasn't working because she was sick or something like that. And, uh, and like, I, I, you know, I had joined the program and I joined the program in the summer. It was between the eighth and ninth grade year. And so we went to like this community college uh, and I think that's kind of like where we set up. See, the main thing, and this is a problem. Sorry, I need to, I need to get off topic just a little bit. No, no, you the keep problem, going, keep running. The, the here's here's the problem with the here's the problem of why I didn't understand what college was. The problem is they never. The problem is with these programs in lower income communities is that, and I understand why they do it. The advertisement is. N- it's hard. I'm not going to say never. It's hard to distinguish the the opportunity as opposed to the immediate benefit. And the immediate benefit is typically that those programs usually pay you to attend. And so you get a stipend for attending. Like for Upward so, Bound, you're saying you'd get like a little bit of cake mm-hmm. just to be part of it? Yes. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. You, this how they encourage you to attend, and then outside of that, you know, back in the, you know, back at the time, I don't know how it is now. Well, it probably is the same. You know, they give you bus tickets for transportation, so you can catch the public transportation and use the free bus tickets that you know me and that me and others we would eventually sell, uh, and all this stuff. So you, so you actually get brought in by the immediate, um, the the immediate benefit as opposed to the long-term strategy. Yeah. Which, I mean, and when one end, you could say that's my fault for not seeing the long-term strategy, but then at the same time, if you're someone that comes from nothing and someone says, we'll give you X amount of dollars to go to class during the summer, I'm going to say, yeah. Like, especially if you do well in school already. Yeah. No, <laughs> dude. So, I mean, if you're 13, 14, <sighs> Unless you're, unless you're an anomaly, like I think it's hard to see the long game when you're that young. Sometimes, exactly. Like it doesn't matter what. It's like you're always gonna see like, oh, you're gonna give me some cheddar for this. Like I'm down. Like that's the way the brain works. Because when you're like when you're a kid, like that, thirteen, fourteen, like nobody's working, working because you can't really have a true job at that point. And so it's like you need you get to the age where you start to need your own money your own spending money and then you're like 
how am I going to get it? Somebody offers you it and you're like, okay, I'm down. Whatever it is, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I literally became a serial. I literally became a serial college program. <laughs> without actually understanding why they were there, but they offered me money. And so that was the only reason I was there. And just to make sure for whoever listens, I am consistent because the only reason that I do computer science or software engineering now is because it pays money. That's the only reason that I'm here. I have no greater love. I don't do what I love. What I love is making money and not being poor. That's the only reason I'm here. And it's a consequence of being poor. That's just it. That's just what I do. You can judge me. I don't care. <laughs> but you know what's funny, man, is that like we grew up in – we both grew up in um, different situations. I mean everyone's going to have their own life, their own situation and stuff. But we both grew up in yeah. in different situations from um, – Maybe a housing standpoint, maybe a education standpoint, all those kind of things. But from a financial standpoint, I, I felt very—I felt a very, very similar sentiment to you because it was like I didn't have spending money, I didn't get an allowance, and all that. So it was like I want to do it. I got to go hustle it, right? So I think I think very similar to you now, where I'm like, I like I got to make money. That's what you got to do. Like, I got to make money because I don't, yeah. don't want to feel, I don't want to ever feel like that again. And I don't want my kids to feel like that. And it's not that it was a bad situation I was in, but it's like, I think I was tainted that I grew up around people who money was kind of no object. And then I didn't ever have it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get like a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. I mean, I could, I guess, but not, not by my own will, not by my own right. money. I didn't have pocket money. So I, I, I was like you, I'd be like, Oh, there's upside to that. Like I'm in, I'll hustle that. Like I'll go, I'll buy and sell baseball cards. I'll do like whatever I could do to make money. And I still have that same mentality. It's like every day I wake up, I'm like, how am I going to make a dollar? What am I going to do to make a dollar? Exactly. Man, let me, let me tell you. And I was telling one story, but I got to tell another story. I got to tell another story if that's okay. You keep telling. And so let me tell, hold on. First and foremost. Do you believe, uh, like in in America, they call it corporal punishment? It's, you know the whole spanking. All oh that yeah, yeah. What, what side of the fence do you fall on with that? Like, if you don't mind me. Yeah, asking. yeah. So I grew up like I got spanked when I was a kid, but like I won't spank my kids now. I'm uh, okay. I, I can I can res. I, I understand that. Yeah. I respect it. I respect whatever I respect whatever someone chooses to do with their child as long as they don't as long as they're doing it to try to help the child and not as a way to that is the only method as long as it's not the only method of discipline a child. Let me put that yeah. out there. Let me put let me put that out there. I'm going my to Fat face has not been spanked yet, but it's only because I don't believe that she is at an age where she's cognizant or be able to understand that when I tell, when I tell, when, you know, when I give you certain things that you're able to handle it and think through it. Yeah. And like, when I think that you know better or get to Asia, there may be, I'm not saying I'm still, I mean, I feel as though I decided, but maybe I may get to the point <laughs> that I'm undecided. Yeah. And then I'm undecided. 
there there will be there will be spanking involved. But the moral of the, the, the story that happens is it, what you said struck me as as far as like as far as like yo you do what you got to do for a dollar. I'm gonna tell you the last time that I got a a I'm gonna call it a spanking. It was much worse, but I'm gonna. I'm a, the, the very last time I got one from my mom. <laughs> and so, and so, um, this is one of the times. And so, you know, we've had the up and downs of my mom being able to work and not being able to work, right? This has been established throughout our conversation. Yeah. And so I was, I was in the eighth grade at the time. I was in the eighth grade. Um, which is so funny. I which is so funny. I mentioned the eighth grade, but I've I haven't mentioned like my middle school path, which was or high school, which was kind of like I went to like after the whole fifth grade back, you know, fifth grade kind of back to fourth grade and then back to fifth grade thing that I wound up going to a a gifted quote unquote middle school. And stuff like that, but we're not going to talk about that. I just want—I just realized that I never mentioned that. Um, but uh, I was in eighth grade, and um, and I was at this middle school, and I had been there for a while. So, um, the middle school was close to my elementary school, so it's technically—it was technically still in walking distance uh, of my grandmother's house. And so, and so, but the thing was, we weren't living there, um, or at least by the time eighth grade, I think sixth grade, we were kind of there. And so I had, uh, like caught the school bus, not the school bus from home, but like I caught the school bus from the elementary school to the middle school, um, just because they kind of set it up because it was on the route. Like you could just hop on there, you know, get that two minute ride to the middle school. Um, the, 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 the little, it's not necessarily charter. I guess you say charter, whatever, uh, to that middle school instead of a 10 minute walk. Right. And so, and so I had been doing it. So I did that like sixth grade, possibly seventh grade or whatever. And then, um, and then, uh, maybe sixth grade, maybe sixth grade, maybe sixth grade. Yeah. Sixth grade and seventh grade, something like that. And so my mom, we moved to the other side of town. And so I was leaving um, the middle school one day. I was leaving the middle school one day and I seen the bus driver who had been the same bus driver for years. Uh, he had been the same bus driver for years. And I had, a. Uh, he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And all this other stuff. I was like, I was like, he, you know, I was like, oh, I see you. I'm doing well. He was and he's like, oh, what you doing? You know, you haven't seen you. I was like, oh, well, you know, I've had been, you know, we moved. So I had been catching the bus, you know, the um, public transportation uh, down to school, you know, walking down, you know, catching the bus and then walking, you know, maybe about 10, 15 minutes, you know, down to the school. He was like, oh, he was like, so where y'all at? I'm like, oh, this is where we're staying at now or the areas where we're staying at. You know, I gave him an intersection. He was like, oh, well, I, uh. He was like, oh, I go by there. He was like, yeah, I go by there to pick up the some high school kids and I drop them off at the high school 
And then I continue down and then do my routes. And then I end up back at your school. I was like, oh, really? I was like, what time do you come and pick up the high school students? And it was like, I think the high school started like 7.30. And the high school was like, no, the high school started 7.25. And the high school was maybe about, from where I stayed at the time, it was maybe about three or four minutes away. And so he would pick them up at like, 705 or something like that And I was like oh this is where you picked them up Well I'll start catching that and then Just sit on the bus let you drop off the High schoolers and I'll just ride With you as you do your routes because I'm always going to Make it to school on time Right makes sense yeah. right And so And so I start doing That but then at the same time My mom at the time was Working overnight so She would work overnight and she's worked Overnight pretty much my whole life she you know she worked 11 like maybe like the shifts were like 11 to 7 10 30 to 6 30 in the morning or something like that so she usually like leave the bus fare money like on the table for me to catch the bus so you know i think at that time i was it was like 65 cents yeah it was 65 cents um to uh it was 60 cents to catch the bus uh one bus it was 65 cents for a child at that time to catch a bus with a transfer to get on another bus. And so she would leave like 65 cents because there was two um, public transportation bus routes that I could take. Uh, and one involved the straight shot. The other one involved taking two buses. And so she always left 65 cents. And so, um, and, and it was up until like age 12, it was like six to 12, 65 cents. But then when you hit, uh, when you hit, actually, and that's where it gets complicated. Uh, once you hit thirteen, you had to pay the adult fare, which was a dollar twenty-five, and it was a dollar thirty-five with a transfer. Why do I remember these numbers? I don't know. And so, no, no, keep going, keep going. Yeah, and so depending on who was driving, because I looked young because I was a small kid, like. I was a small kid. That's why I needed protection in elementary school. I was small. <laughs> and so and so depending on who the bus driver was or how many questions they asked, I would typically pay, like I said, the slippery slope before, I would pay the 65 cents, right? The 60 or 65 cents, even though I was 13 years old, right? And so that was the thing I did. So when I found out, but my mom, because she never knew how it would fall, because I told her, she would always leave me you know, a dollar, a dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty-five. But when the guy told me at the middle school that, oh, I come down here and drop off the the uh, the high school kids and then go with this route that goes to the middle school, I was like, oh, I'll start get on the bus with you. And so I did that, but I never told my mom. And so you know, every day I was pocketing like a dollar and thirty-five cents, dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty-five cents. And we, you know, early in this conversation, you know, we talked about how, you know, for example, you know, this was back in when the the, the twenty five cent bag of chips actually had chips in yeah, it. Yeah. What number one? No one. They were actually twenty five cents, and then they actually had chips in it. And then also we talked about the penny candy, where you get twenty five pieces of candy for twenty five cents and stuff like that. You know, candy bars. Used to be like fifty cents and stuff like that, two for a dollar or whatever. I remember it all. And so, 
And so that, that was the time we were living in. And so like, and then that's not mentioned that I didn't have, even though I was, even though my city was a lower income community, um, I was on the lower income side of that community. And so like, you know, when I went to this school, you know, kid, you know, the, my peers would have certain things, you know, they have money to spend to go to the vending machines, to buy chips, to buy juices and stuff like that. So when I, so when I discovered this whole school bus situation, I was like, man, I get a whole dollar 35 to spend every day, you know, or, or if I knew I wasn't going to be able to catch the bus afterwards, after school, no, yeah, no, because I no, that's right. She would leave me two seventy. She would leave me two seventy because I would uh because I needed to get back home. But but I always caught the bus. I always caught the public bus home, and so it was always the morning money I pocketed. So that's an an important note. And so and so like you know, like I said, my peers they were had they always had money to spend. I don't know why. I don't know how. I was like I don't know how we all like looking back at it. I don't know how we always lived how we all live in the same community, but y'all just have money to spend or something like that. Or maybe I'm still ignorant to how this, how much I didn't have compared to my peers. But um, yeah, I was pocket. So I used to catch that school bus pocket the dollar 35 cents every day. And I did it for weeks. I did it for weeks. Like I would go to school, I go to the vending machine. Somebody was selling candy. I was like, let me like, no, don't give me one candy bar. Let me get two. Let me get let me get two candy bars. Let me get a Snicker and a Twix. Like I was I was living my best life. And like and like and like not only it like if I didn't if I didn't buy candy or snacks or like a soda or or something at school, like we lived we lived directly across the street from like a little convenience store. So like or if I so if I didn't spend the money at school, I spent it at a convenience store. So I had snacks. I mean, I was I was good. That was the only thing I needed in my in my life. I needed good grades and I needed snacks. That that was just it. And then one day, one day, I decided because usually I always, if I didn't spend the money at school, I would go to the convenience store. You know, after school, after I get home, because it was right across the street, like literally across the street. One day I decide that, oh, I want a snack in the morning. And so I go across the street, I buy the snack and I go across the street, I buy the snack and then I walk to the bus stop where the school bus picks me up because I, I, I went to the convenience store to spend the money that my mom left me and to get like chips or something. I don't know. It's maybe some Funyuns or something. I don't know. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, it was it was like it was probably a funny a pack of funions and a snake. <laughs> I mean not snake a twix. It was a pack of funions and snakes. That, that, that I mean not snake. It was a pack of funions yeah, and a, a twix. That, power that breakfast. <laughs> yeah, a, a power break. Breakfast for champions. Breakfast. And so I go to the convenience store. I buy that and I walk to the bus stop. And there's nobody there. There's no high schoolers there. There's no nothing. And I'm looking and I, I don't understand. Like I don't I, like. This has never happened before. I'm like, where are the kids? And so I stand there and I wait and I'm eating my Funyuns and my and my Twix. And I'm like, I think I missed the bus. And so 
I didn't know what to do. I waited a little bit long. The bus doesn't come. And so I walked back home. <laughs> and like I said, my mom works overnight. And so like, and so where she worked was maybe about a 45 to an hour, uh, hour drive. And so even though she, if she got off at seven, she wouldn't get back to like eight uh, because uh, she had to drive to like from Illinois to Missouri and drive across the bridge, all that stuff. And so I, so I go back home and I'm just sitting there and my mom comes in and she's like, what are you doing here? I was like, uh, I, I can't get to school. She's like, well, I can't get to school. I was like, I don't have any money. She's like, but I left your money on the table. And I was like, I spent it. And she was like, what you mean you spent it? <laughs> I was like, I spent it on, you know, Funyuns and, and fucking uh, Twix. <laughs> Twix. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a little cookie crumb caramel and chocolate on the corner of your mouth as evidence. <laughs> Breath still smells yeah. like caramel. <laughs> Funyun mustache. And, and, she, and she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, I bought it from the store. She was like, why would you do that? And the fool I was, I told her my entire scheme. And the scheme I had been running on her for a couple of months. No. She beat my ass into college. (laughs) (laughs) And she's probably so tired, too, because she just got off work. She wants to go to bed. And she's just angry, angry. Oh, my God. Like, and this is the thing, like. And this is the thing, and this is why I said, and it was, like I said, I go back and I said, fat face, which is my daughter. I was like, I, I'll do it when she's cognizant because I was very cognizant of what happened. I was very <laughs> cognizant of what I was doing, how wrong it was. Yo, she, like, I was like, no, like, like, it was, like I was 13 years old and she beat my ass so bad because I had lied and tricked. Oh my God, it was so bad. So bad. I'm not going to tell you what she beat me with because the stat, I don't know if the statue of liberty, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not going to slander my mom. No, it's a joke. But, uh, but yeah, it was so bad. And then she was like, see, she gave me the money to catch the bus. And so I had to like still catch like the, 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 the bus, the public transportation, the public bus. To go to school and my ass is all sore. <laughs> you bring a pillow to sit on. <laughs> Yo, I go to class. I I go to class and kids are just looking at me like, because I, I I'm a good kid for the most part. I don't get in trouble. Like, and they were just looking at you like, bro, you look you look kind of rough because you're <laughs> crying your face off. Yeah, they were like, "Where did these what where, where did these webs come from? Are you are you sure is that a blister?" I was like, "No, uh, I I I I fell down." Uh, <laughs> oh man, that was that was the last. The, yo, I like I got my ass whooped, and it was deservedly so because I scammed my mom um, for at least two months, and that was the last time you ate funyuns in a Twix. <laughs> <laughs> It was the last time I ate Funyuns. I I, I, I eat Twix every now. It was the last time I ate Funyuns. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely 
It was yeah, it, it was definitely the last time I did wrong by my mom. And I wasn't and, if, I, and I think and I think the punishment was more so out of disappointment because I wasn't one, but it was so egregious that I I, I deserved it. I deserved every last But bit that's of it. A, that's that slippery <laughs> slope like you're saying it's kind of like you know you know yeah, it's wrong. Like, I felt I felt I felt comfortable to con my mom out of a dollar and thirty five cents every day. Yeah, but you know what, man? Like the way the thing about the brain is like I think we might have talked about this last time. Oh, I can't remember if it was like on or off air or whatever, but uh when we were recording is like your your executive function in your brain doesn't develop till you're it's like somewhere around twenty five, right? So as a kid, I mean I still joke. I joke with my parents and my wife and whatever because I like I got into lots of trouble growing up not not like mischievous trouble right like lots of trouble and even my best friend and I we still know how to get into trouble not not unethical trouble not like actual like doing harm to others type of trouble just really stupid shit trouble and it's so I always joke, I'm like, yo, my executive function still doesn't work. I don't think it ever developed. But when you're a kid, it's like it, you just you don't think of consequences. You don't think what you're doing is actually wrong, even though, you know, it's a little wrong. You don't realize you're not like you don't think about it in the way of like I'm conning my mom. It's not like you're being conscious about it. Nah, you know? nah, nah. It's a little different. Like I, like in certain, like I have done certain, I've done certain things where I, I, there was a, there was some ambiguity to it. But I knew. No, you, you might have known, but you, you, <laughs> you don't think of it as you're like, yeah, I'm taking the money and I'm spending it, and I should be spending it on bus. But you don't. You think of you don't think of it as you, know, you don't think, think of I, it as my mom could I don't think of it as like my mom could have saved the money. You got it. And you don't think of it as you don't you don't think of it as like I'm stealing from my mom and I know it's wrong, but I'm like like screw that, I'm gonna steal. You don't think of it that way. You're just like, yo, I got this buck thirty five. I got a better way of spending it. And my mom gave it to me, and it's gonna get. It's supposed to get spent on the bus, but I figured out another yeah. workaround so I can take the bus and get my snacks. I'm not doing anything really that wrong. Like it's so easy to convince yourself that it's like, yo, it's cool. I don't know, man. I may have to ask her. I need to ask her if if that if if that last one was it because I was it because I was spending the money that she gave me. Or was it because I was dumb enough to, to spend the money before getting to school and so there was no way out? Oh, I'm curious about that. I've never thought about or, that before. Like what was that what was I actually being or, punished? Or was she just pissed because a Twix comes with two bars and you didn't save one? <laughs> 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 She's like, Mike, where's my freaking Twix? <laughs> You're gonna go spend a dollar thirty-five. You're not even gonna give me one. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're gonna spend a dollar thirty-five, at least save me a funion. <laughs> and dollar thirty-five, man, that was that wasn't chump change back in the day. Like you could get a decent amount of stuff. Like man, at five days a week. Oh yeah, that adds up. I mean, that adds up. That's 
twenty dollars a month, more than twenty bucks a month. Twenty-five, thirty bucks a month almost. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask her. I gotta ask her about that. I, I just have to know why. Wow, I deserved it either way. But which one did you choose? That was it. The three-part series with Big Mike. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking with him and appreciated him taking the time to share his story, share some of the insights and allow us, the listeners, me included, to learn more about a different part of the world that I didn't know about, a different part of the country, the U.S., East St. Louis. Didn't even realize that there were two different parts to St. Louis and different states so uh, it's always cool to hear different stories about the way people grew up in, in different worlds and come from different backgrounds but I think that's the romantic aspect the beauty of how we each have our own intricacies our own our own personalities are developed out of these stories and the way that we we all live so uh it was a lot of fun chatting with Mike, and if you haven't had a chance to go check out his podcast with his wife, we leave you this. Go check that out. We leave you this. Make sure you sub. I check it out on Apple Podcasts. That's my go-to for podcasts, but wherever you get your podcast, give it a sub. Give it a review. Make sure you listen, because you got to show them some love. It's a, it's a really great, great piece of content that they put out every couple weeks, so um, it's, a, it's always a good time. But thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks for to everyone for for being a part of this uh, podcast. Brought to you by Cedar and Moss. C e d a r a n d m o s s. Cedar and Moss makes mid-century modern lighting. Cedarandmoss.com and uh, F Apparel. E p h Apparel.com. Enter promo code Character get twenty percent off at checkout. F Apparel makes custom fitted men's suits. Enter your measurements online. Get your suit shipped to you. Your choice of fabric, style, buttons, whatever you want. Make it happen. And while we're on the St. Louis kick, no better way to carry us out than a little Nelly. If you wanna go and take a ride with me, with three wheeling in the four, with the gold D's and oh, I do I. Live this way Must be the money If you wanna go and get high with me Smoke a nail in the back of the benzene Oh, I, I do I live this way Oh, it must be the money
Tell you, you won't believe how many people straight out in my flow. Most say that I was a failure. Now the same mother, what asking me for? Don't I'm yelling, I can't help you. But Nelly, can we get tickets to the next show? Hell no, you for real. Now that I'm a fly guy, seeing the fly by. Take a look at my girlfriend Cause she's the only one I got 